G'day punters, welcome to the deep dive powered by punningform.com.au uh, and mailbag bloodstock. Uh, maybe about to buy a horse, we don't know, we'll find out today or tomorrow. Uh, Peter Pistol, my man, how are you? Uh, exhausted uh, after the schmozzle that was Pinjarra. I think it's the second regional meeting I've been to since I've been back. Uh, the other was at Northern for Northern Cup Day, and both days the internet has basically failed with having, what, maybe a thousand people on course. So, uh, Props to the NBN, props to Telstra, just handling things beautifully in the uh, regional and provincial centres around the country. Fucking useless. Unbelievable. Who's responsible for supplying internet? Uh, it, it'd start with the ground level infrastructure, surely, and then obviously whoever's siphoning off the top, but as soon as you get too many people in one area trying to bet at once, nah, no good. Unreal. So yeah, I basically had the ability to bet in about three of ten races, and half the time I'm sending out the mounting yard mail, no ability to see what the prices are. So it's like impossible to send bets and you're just going, I don't even know if it's going through to anyone. Was Tinder working? Tinder, please. <laughs> no, You've you moved didn't. on. Moved on. Get off the source. <laughs> Actually, have you seen the uh, the Tinder swindler on Netflix? <laughs> no. It's good. It's it's pretty good. It's um, <laughs> unbel- It's one of those stranger than fiction true crime stories about some dude from Israel who was basically swindling all these women out of millions of cash. It's, yeah. Really? It's, it's, it's a good watch. It's a good watch. But um, watch it with, uh, if you've got someone that you're close to and you want to sort of just keep them on a little bit of a leash, a little, little bit of advice for those at home, um, you want to just keep them under wraps, make sure you show them this film because they'll never go on Tinder again. <laughs> What's it called again? Netflix? The Tinder Swindler. The Tinder Swindler. That might be your new, new nickname too. <laughs> um, but yeah, we're going to deep dive the data from Caulfield thanks to punningform.com.au. Um, they have all, all benchmarks and have class benchmarks. We're going to focus on the all benchmarks as, uh, as a rule, but um, you can use the class benchmarks to figure out if that was a good performance versus that greater race. Correct? Uh, that's exactly right. Sugar Shane would be proud of that uh, explanation there. Sugar, my man, your man, yeah, man. Um, Melbourne Storm, believe it or not, Peter, 11.7 above the all average or below the fast, 11.7 fast. Yep. Amazing figure, really, for that sort of horse, that sort of race. That's the biggest figure of the day, the garden just behind it in second in that race, and then Rose Quartz out of the same race. They're the three biggest figures of the day. Then Miss 500, the stayer, Desert Icon, the sort of half stayer, and then Takisakod, the big roughie who settled on speed. Um, i got to admit, when I was watching the meeting and the, the style of racing, in my mind, I thought this is going to be a pretty good meeting as mm. a form reference. And the numbers come through, and I don't think it's nearly as strong, nearly as, strong uh, as I anticipated. I do think that there was a heavy on-pace bias there on Saturday. We saw Miss 500 and then the what looks like to be a pretty good horse, Worthily Swoop. But they were the only two, and they were pretty much staying races, which yeah. I think is outside the pattern as a rule anyway. But nothing's run big time of the of the horses you'd, you'd want to sort of follow moving forward. We've just seen sort of spike performances from horses like Melbourne Storm. The, if Melbourne Storm increases off the 11, improves off the 11.7 next start, I'd be shocked. Yeah, and obviously the garden was the, the horse was that was under the support there and it's just sort of flattened out a little bit over the last 200 more than anything. Um, you know, not a great tempo up front, it must be said. Relatively slow for the for the class there, but you know, if I some, think some staggering tempos, yeah. Peter. Like, like completely staggering. We saw um, 
like generation who was two seventy into dollar eighty. God bless us. Full credit us. They walked. Yeah. Completely walked. The two year old race walked. Race one was a disgrace to to like tempo. Oh, it was tempo a was, disgrace was offended. <laughs> it's... it's amazing, eh? Yeah. Like utterly amazing. So if you look at race one. Do you want to read out the numbers so I don't stuff this up? Uh, for the overall class figure, so for this grade of race, they've gone 18.9 lengths slow to the 600, which I'm not even sure that's a barrier trial. This is effectively a 250-metre race by the looks. And even which, then... And full credit to the winner who got headed and then still like or almost got headed. I was shitting myself mm. in run. I was on the winner. And I thought Willow went way too slow. Like I mean, obviously he went slow, but I mean to let him let him catch him before he sort of went. Yeah, like, it couldn't have had more energy. It's, it's, the battery was on full. I must say, even given how slow they went, the overall figures and splits they've recorded in the last six hundred, four hundred, two hundred, pretty ordinary. Yeah, I think it's a pooey race. You need yeah. to be really, really careful. <laughs> It was an 18.1 to the all-average benchmark to the 600. Like, that's... Scheisenhausen. You might not see that again, like, for, for the rest of the month of February. Yeah. Anywhere in Victoria. Anything the stewards report? Oh, I didn't put myself through that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. Do it, do it, do it yourself at home. I'm looking at it now. There's nothing. There'll be nothing, there'll be nothing in it, because it was Willow. If it had to be an apprentice... Probably copped a month. Manoush raced greenly under pressure in the straight near the 100 metres, became unbalanced after shifting towards the rail. That's it. Time travel. Exactly. Um, race two, do you take anything out of it, given the winner has pulled up lame post-race? Oh, I think that just the winner's... It's a, there's, two, there's, two, there's two points to make here. I think the winner's really good pretty yep. good but I would want to be against it next start because everyone thinks it's really good and it's going to go way shorter than it's fair and uh, surely it's a little bit of a risk um, I'd say we won't see it for a little bit anyway um, but I like the ride um, I love the call Terry Bailey full credit to you Terry it was travels, a great call travels deluxe yep. um, nailed the photo um you know, horses are rounded up of sort of numbers, so it does need to keep improving, but it looked like it could and would. Yep. Race three, uh, almost just the inverse of race one. Obviously, the distance was different, but they've gone 11.2 lengths fast to the 600, and you could basically see that as the, the leader, which was, was it Swelter Magic was the leader? Yeah, um, who dropped, who stopped like yeah. shot. Yeah, at um, the that, 700. <laughs> and that, that that 11.2 was a class benchmark figure, mm. so they've gone 13.4 for the all-average. That's way too quick. Um, you know, f- forgive forgive the horses that stopped. This this was race two horses I want to go even further than 2,400 metres, so yeah. um, just another staying race. Now, this Sebenac... Yeah, did we has, see the Blue Diamond winner, Jack Dickens? I think it's as good as anything we've seen. Okay. But either this is a rat, this is a really weak year, or we're yet to see the, the proper horse. Because if we see something come out in the next little bit, I think with with proper ability, it'll kill these horses. 
Like a- Animo was running 8.8s when it was beaten in the Blue Diamond before mm. the Blue Diamond. Um, Extreme Choice had run an 11.9 before they got to the Blue Diamond. Tagaloa 6.4, written by 7.8. That's a so real this, good indicator of that. This horse has run a 2.9, which is really nice performance. Probably had a length up its sleeve if it got out sooner. Um, and also has good upside, is in a really, really sound yard to, to improve. But still got a fair way to go to get to like a 10. Yeah, definitely. And so if there's a horse if there's a horse hiding in the in a stable somewhere that's capable of running like an 8, I'd be with it. I guess the other so thing... I don't, I don't know if there is though, Pete. No, no that, it's a real unknown going in towards these features, isn't it? Um, given it's, what, $7 second favourite for the Blue Diamond at this stage. Uh, and we've got what, three weeks to go. That's not a lot of time. Um, from my point of view, and again, I haven't been across a lot of the Victorian all benchmark figures for the two-year-olds, but there's been two horses in WA that have a better figure than that. Yeah, I think that's so, not, I, I think they're just a weak bunch. And yeah. But it might be a weak year, you know? So Sebenak, I'd certainly have Sebenak in front of Jacqueneau. Jacqueneau ran a plus 2.5, so that's yeah. bad. That's yep. But at one, and it's one from one. So... If Can't I owned suck. it, I'd yeah. be really, really happy. I, and I, like, good luck to you. It, mm. It's done nothing wrong. I just, I want to see it run a number before I stand for favourite in the Blue Diamond. I'd have yeah. seven act in front of it at the moment. Um, but like I said, I, I think something could jump out of the ground and, you know, go bang, bang and, and knock these things over pretty yeah. easily. Looking for those horses with all the, the X Factor upside, all that sort of thing. Artorias had only run a 1.9 before it won the Blue Diamond. And it improves sort of eight, eight nine lengths into that race, yep. which they they genuinely will improve their, their benchmark figure. Some of like Extreme Choice is just a beast. Yeah, but they're going to go a lot quicker, you'd think, in a Blue Diamond than they have previously, which sets them up to run a big number. But um, still, when you're looking at Animo eight point eight, Extreme Choice eleven point nine, Tagaloa six point four, written by seven point eight, they they sort of shown they can handle it and yeah. they want it. Also makes that speed map really intriguing. If you've only got horses that have run, say, a two or three up front and they're dictating the pace, well, you're suddenly looking at all these horses at the back in the field with the ability or mm. that you think will appreciate the extra tempo because obviously those front runners, probably more than likely on what they've shown, won't like it. Yeah, like seven act to, to Coffin in the, in the Blue Diamond is going to be going six lengths faster and maybe then it's off a bit for the corner. Yeah. Um, you did talk about race five briefly, generation very slow that's very slow yeah. for the class to the, to the 600 um, very slow for it full credit John McNeil I think he wrote it yeah great ride um, was it that's as that's as well <laughs> oh, no, he's probably know. lucky that Zephus and Lena's legend were trying to chase it down I think if there was something else that had a bit more sort of toe or, you know classic turn of foot as we would say from a data perspective able of you know, running a split that's bigger than a three, it might have been a little bit of danger there, but... I uh, Yeah, yes. But I, I do think there's a fair bit of merit to the run. Yeah. Know, because the ride wasn't ideal. Like, yeah. I, I think this is a really big performance of this horse. It's the slowest it's gone to the 600 by a mile outside of its first preparation, where it was against, like, slower horses. Um, I think Generation's in for a nice preparation. I'd be interested to see where they go with it, but... Um, it's run a group two figure, almost group one figure once in its life at Mooney Valley over 1,200 metres. I'd be interested to see what they do with it. It does need to improve. But 
Like it's run the far, fastest last 200 metres of this race. Yep. So, yeah. yeah. But was it beating much? That was on Cox Plate Day from memory, wasn't it? Um, yeah, it probably was. Yep. Okay. J-Mac, scissor step. Sounds about right. Yeah, we backed it. Yep. Yeah, I remember this. Okay. Um, race six was won by Tikisikod. Again, another horse that was up there on the speed. Uh, even tempo this time. Pretty much bang on. Yeah, like, I don't know. I don't know what you do with this. Look, this is a PB for this horse by six lengths. Um, pretty sick. I mean, if you backed under my spell, it's just run to what it's sort of capable of, and you've got knocked off by a horse that's improved out of the ground. I'd uh, be pretty sick. There's some horses here that you can trust, I think, like under my spell, and particularly Vespertine. I think Vespertine stands out. Was a really nice performance versus the race. Um, it's put together a number of consistent figures. I think it's a trustworthy horse. You can back next start and the start after. I'd love to see it to a different track where it's maybe going to be a little bit more suited. Um, I think Vespertine's a horse to follow with a bit of confidence from the meeting, Peter. Yep. Yep, the data certainly stands out there. Um, race seven on the card was, again, one of those middle-distance races and desert icon for Uncle Chris and Damien Thornton off a slow tempo, pretty dominant there in the end. But what did the data say? Well, the I said the I said Linda got a little bit lost back there on Goizo, and it's absolutely flying. Tenth fastest, six to the fourth of the race, fastest last 200 metres. Like, yeah. grew wings, but couldn't, couldn't, couldn't actually get the wings out to start flapping because it was just had nowhere to go. Uh, it's flying, but Jesus, like, if you can catch Goizo, you can come and work with us. You're better than me. Um, Wallace, Wallace Steyer, hard to catch, hard to beat. What do you reckon? Yeah, I wouldn't be, I'd just go to the next race, so to speak, yeah. next time they all yeah, meet yeah. up and then, you know, see if they, they sort of line up well again. Um, so, interesting horse out of the race for me is this Dudu's Dart. Yeah, like, it hasn't won a race since he got to Australia, and it was absolutely off the map on debut at Flemington off the trials. I backed it too. Dunny was on, wasn't he? Dwayne knocked Dunn? off by I reckon we knocked off by a Pushka horse. I can't remember. Uh, it was called Rupture, uh, beat Hangman. And was it Pushka? A Pistian, whatever it was. Uh, yes, yes, it was. God, that's sickening. I can't remember all this important stuff in my life, and then I can remember that. <laughs> Hasn't raced anyway. Since... I just wonder what they're going to do with it. Surely it goes online sale soon. Is that the horse you're talking about potentially buying? Oh, I have to do start. I don't know. Like the name, bit of market support. <laughs> I don't know. Wonderful. It's just, it's just interesting, isn't it? Like, like it's it's run fourth to Probabil, fourth to Colding. Got gapped by a desert icon. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, what a sport, what a game. Anyway. Wonderful. Um, we did touch on the race won by Melbourne Storm earlier, but... Uh, Don't was... trust the race at all, do you? Well, I mean, I'm just looking at Zorro's Dreams last splits, obviously got way too far back. This was first up. Um, wasn't any market support for it. I know this is one of our uh, <laughs> horses that we... Kind of love with a little bit of affection and then also love. hate at the same time. Um, I'm happy to, happy to 
Well, now that we're, you know, a um, <laughs> two-horse syndicator, <laughs> we probably shouldn't say we hate them. But um, I don't hate this horse. I hate, I do hate one horse, and it's called um, Diasonic, who knocked us off on debut when we yeah. steamed this thing at Cranbourne, you yeah. and I, on a Sunday. It was good fun. <sighs> Character building. Uh, anyway, the splits for Zorro's Dream going home are basically as good as you could expect for a horse that has resumed first up or after a bit of a, a spell there. So um, it's returning it, good it, order. To, to be fair, though, like I think you can put this horse in your black book for sure. But if you get out your punting form, like it's almost always... If it's not running the third fast the last 200 metres in the race, something's gone wrong. Yeah. It almost always does like first, third, second, first, first, fourth. Ooh. I'd want to see it's the fine. right race with the right map. Put it that way. I think the right race for this horse is Flemington down the straight. I agree. Zorro's dream is a bet when it heads to Flemington down the straight. Mitchell, yes. if you're watching. And uh, the last race was won by Nicolini Vito, which I must Blind. say I didn't actually watch this race. I actually walked out by then and started watching a, uh, a horror film because uh, that was a good day. <laughs> I thought, I'm not getting involved in this last race. <laughs> this horse is flying. Um, full credit to uh, Ben and JD Hayes. They are doing a really good job. Yep. I reckon they're under a bit of pressure when they went out on their own and they've done fantastic. So um, full credit to you guys. Not that you don't even know who we are or ever watch our show, but um, if you ever did, full crap to you. But again, wasn't wasn't much of a figure though overall. Um, didn't improve on what it's done the last two starts at either Flemington or Sandown, but just really had to do what it had to do to win. So I'm not sure what that says about the the rest of the horses in the field. I think they're a bunch of yo-yos, but I think this horse is starting to um, starting to put a little bit of a, you know, something out there. Yep. What'd you make of New Choice? Just looking at the data, not for me. Like a complete yo-yo, this thing. Damn. I can't figure this horse out. Yeah, I, I don't think I've seen enough so far. It's obviously had the let up and run fifth and sixth, but hasn't really done anything so far, this preparation, to really get me too excited, put it that way. Overall, Peter, I thought um, the second horse in this race, three and four pence, was was the one to follow from this race, if you want to follow one. It's put together three of its last five performances, which are pretty consistent, which I like. It was good versus the shape here, I thought. Um, fastest last four to the two, 200 home in this race. I think it worthily versus Vespertine and Zorro's Dream are the four horses you can follow with a little bit of confidence out of the meeting. I think Generation's Flying and Sebenak probably deserves to be favourite in front of um, Jacqueneau at this stage okay. for the Blue Diamond. Like it, like it. Um, you know what this week is? I actually have no idea. Well, let me just slowly build it up to you. Stony Creek Tuesday. No, that was what last week. Let me get this right. Ballarat Tuesday. We've... Which it looks very limited. I've done Good. it myself. Hillside Wednesday. Glorious. Can't wait to attack that in about 20 minutes. Kilmore Packenham Thursday. Oh, gross. <laughs> Colac and the Valley Friday night. Good. It's good to have a like a shit meeting into the Valley so you don't get distracted by it. Perfect. You've got Yarra Valley Saturday as the support meeting, but the CF4, the Group 1 Racing, is back at Caulfield. And I think uh, 
I've had a little, like a tiny, tiny bet on Cinewan. We talked about that last yeah. week, I think. Um, is it still in the CFO? Should be. Let's hope so. That's our, that's our pick at this point in time for the CFO. Yeah, it looks like the markets have gone down. Must be doing all the barriers and stuff. Uh, and then round out the week with um, whatever that place is, Werribee and Sale. 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 Sale's glorious on a yeah. Sunday. We win at Sale on Sundays. And... Uh, Shout out, oh, like it's me as well, but Jackson did a lot of the work last week. As you'd understand, I was at the sales and Great working week. around. And we were 30.9 units out for 56.81 back. We're 20 plus units in front for February already. Um, we're back level after losing in January already. Um, Themailbag.com.au the yeah. if you want to come. But me and Jacko and the boys all around our country. Our great country, Peter. Yes, indeed. Anything else? Um, All-Star Mile, the elephant. Oh, make sure you get around it and vote. If you're based in Victoria and you've voted for the elephant, we'll be having a function, possibly even more than a function, uh, for the All-Star Mile and Golden Slipper Day at a pub in Melbourne. Yes, indeed. Tickets will be limited. I don't know if we'll fill it. Maybe no one will come, Peter, but... If everyone wanted to come, you have to get in quick. I mean, we're going through, I went through a little bit of quick data for, for Elephant. He started shorter than Superstorm, who was enormous with a perfect ride from Ollie to knock him off and in the fan at the valley. Mm. And then was beaten as second favourite to I'm Thunderstruck in the Turek handicap. But yeah. has that, but when does no cover. that cover? has that tactical speed that yeah. uh, on Thunderstruck doesn't have and we'll have D-Lane who's as good as anyone in Victoria yeah. sitting on him. So, look, I, I think um, we're a big chance. I, I really like the horse. I think it's sort of lightly raced older horse so it's got, maybe got a little bit more to come. Um, yeah, about to do actually a bit of deep diving myself for the boys to write a little bit of an article about Elephant, just sort of lining up where it's at versus other horses traditionally for the All-Star Mall in its you know illustrious three-year career, or whatever it is. Is it yep. three years old? It's it's, uh, it's five, but... Is it really? Yeah, five-year-old gelding by shocking... No, no, I meant the All-Star Mall. Oh, four years? I think this is Mystic the fourth Mystic Journey, edition. the Bob Peters horse. And uh, Regal Power. Yeah, and then Megatu. Yeah. Isn't that? So it's three years old. What? What? When you said, I'm pretty sure that's not how you say Mugatu, but Megatu was the villain in Zoolander, so I'm just thinking of... Yeah, Will, Will Farrell. You might pen get in the way of your ass. <laughs> anyway, I'm not sure. You, that, that film would be cancelled in this day and age, surely. Reckon? Yeah. Uh, anyway, another... another um, Professional show brought to you by uh, punningform.com.au and the mailbag Bloodstock. Um, if you're interested in racing horses with us, email bloodstock at themailbag.com.au and Shane will get back to you as quick as you can. Bye for now.